Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Bait Escape. I am so excited for today's uh, podcast because, or podcast episode because I have two amazing humans that I had the pleasure of getting to know over the past couple of months, uh, both of them classmates in my sex coach certification training at the moment. So I want to introduce everyone to Mackenzie and Jess. Welcome to The Bait Escape. Hello. Uh, before we get started, you can find both of them on Instagram. You can find Mackenzie at her handle Sex Talk with Kent, and you can also find Jess uh, at her handle Madre de Miel. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I should have chosen very nice name, <laughs> but <laughs> it was chosen I, so long ago. I like that name, but I totally I feel like both of your names are so fitting for for both of your Instagrams because you're so different vibes. We um, are, yeah. But both equally amazing. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. You're welcome. Yeah, she's very great, like gracious and like um, flowy and just beautiful, and <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like you're the same also but like totally different aesthetic <laughs> yeah I feel yeah. like Mackenzie's very like down to earth like just very like relaxed and casual warm like yeah like I, oh, I <laughs> well I've had such an awesome time getting to know the both of you um like I said earlier we're both in sex coach certification at the moment and it's so funny how you decide to do something with your life and it just connects you with like cool energy and like cool people and we also have like another group of people that we interact with there too so it's so nice to be able to like talk off of that and talk about things that interest us like sex Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really is because I don't have people like my friends like we don't have similar you know things that we love like that like I love having you guys to talk about you know sex intimacy relationships because that's what I love to talk about so yeah absolutely and you're both are so smart on your socials too like the way you talk about um um female empowerment Mackenzie on your social it's so fun and like refreshing because I've never seen that like perspective from like someone that was socially raised as female I'm just like oh this is so brand new to me but it's so genuine yeah and then Jess's, okay. on the other hand, like, I feel like hers is, like, really mystical and, like, sensual yeah. and, like, um, so harmonious. <laughs> oh, thank you. She's, like, a piece of art. She's, like, a piece of art. Yeah, even now, That's like, what I think. like, your whole background, you have the flowers and the guitar, like this beautiful lighting. <laughs> I know, I totally got in the mood for this because I was doing, like, laundry and I'm, like, if we're gonna talk about masturbation like I kind of want to be in that like energy like when I masturbate like so yeah I needed yeah, a little I've... bit of a like wardrobe change <laughs> get in the mood I like it it's so much fun I know I have my insets going right now I'm just like oh, I need to vibe out put on some lavender and kind of chill out but um yeah so this podcast primarily is like male dominated I talk a lot about male things and I thought it'd be really cool and refreshing to bring like a female perspective uh, and it's safe to say that you both identify as women correct like that's yes, yes. okay cool <laughs> I'm learning a lot and I, I feel like I want to be more inclusive in my life so I'm starting to call like groups of people like folks yeah. and humans yeah. so I'm not like 
superimposing like these genders or sexual orientations on people yeah Um, on my instagram i make i always call my boyfriend partner i try to i say my partner that way it's it it normalizes that word partner Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of people use yeah totally and i also too think it it takes a lot of practice like I, i think people are hard on themselves and i'm like listen we're living in a new world it's going to take some time to get accustomed mm-hmm. to this don't feel bad if you like slip up it's totally fine um yeah and just you know being more inclusive is, is so much more fun i think <laughs> um so masturbation <laughs> so i emailed you both a couple of questions and things to noodle over um it's funny when i first came out as solo sexual a lot of people were like well, what the fuck is that <laughs> and even I didn't I couldn't define it like I couldn't define it for myself and I couldn't define it for others and I think like it took like a couple of years on this like masturbation journey to be like oh that really resonates with me and I'm curious to know when I came out to you all like what was your like what did you think solo sexuality was mm, good question you introduced me to the term, that's for sure. I had not heard about it before. Um, and I, I, I mean, in general, I've never felt like I can call myself an expert on anything. Maybe it's because I don't understand the word expert, but to me, I feel like I'm constantly learning. So, and I feel like that's the way it's always gonna be when it comes to sex because sex is so unique and special to each person. So um, that said, I have been in the sex education space since 2016. So it's in some time, you know, that I've like received training and that I've like learned about like so many other varieties of sex that like I may not personally be interested in. Maybe I will be one day, but that so far hasn't been part of my experience. So um, it was really cool to, you know, feel like, oh, I'm always constantly learning. So you were my introduction to the term solo sexuality. And I think I kind of surmised what it might have been you know, so I don't think I was very far off, but I felt like I needed your full, like, introduction, because I didn't want to make any assumptions. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I I was the same way. I don't think I've ever heard the term solo sexual, and when I met you, and you shared that with us, I was like, oh my god, that is so cool. I didn't even think that that was an option or that was a sexuality so then after you told me I did my own research I was like that is so cool and yeah so I didn't know about it either I'm always so like not hesitant but I'm always so curious to like share that information because I feel like I don't know I feel like so many times masturbation just gets a bad rap um, and I've talked to a lot of different people and they're just like, yeah, masturbation is like just like this hobby, this like thing to do. And I'm just like, no, it's like a lifestyle. <laughs> but it's hard to communicate that because I just, unless you ex- really experience like these life changing um, thing through masturbation, it's hard to convey the powers that it can really like hold. Totally. Yeah. I feel like the way that you, I've heard a few of your episodes and the way that you talk about masturbation is so poetic. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, but I really resonate with it because even though I, I, I wouldn't say that I consider myself a solo sexual, I definitely, I mean, from what I've learned so far, um, to me, it's a very powerful like practice and I would never, you know, when I'm having sex with someone else, like I feel like I'm fulfilling another need. Like, I don't think it could replace it. Like I do enjoy having sex with another person, 
but I know that I would always make time for masturbation because the way that you describe it as like this powerful, like self-love practice is exactly what it is for me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think more people need to understand how important masturbation is. Like, it's not just about like getting off real quick or it doesn't, it can be, but it doesn't have to be like masturbation is so much more like you can masturbate and not have an orgasm. It's like about self-love and a deeper connection with yourself. And I think like me, I just recently started to masturbate more meaningfully and mindfully. I think it had to do with our, our training, but yeah. I just kind of did it to get off. But I think it's super important for everyone to know it's not shameful that that's how you discover what you love and your and your pleasures, especially when you do go in and you have partnered sex like that's how you know what you like Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and uh, as much as I like talk about it being like this beautiful experience I think one of the things um that doesn't get talked too much is kind of like this idea that you have to you have to kind of release these like archaic ideas of what you thought your life would be like your sexual experience like it's like oftentimes you're in a very alone space because it's like a very solo activity. Um, And I think it's, um, I think it's super important to be able to process what that means to you as an individual. Like you're going to be in this solo space for a really long time and you have to kind of come to terms with who you are. It's a very um, cathartic experience, I think. Yeah. Because you're just constantly just like with yourself and you're just like, oh, like, let me find these new ways to get me off because you're with all types of sex the goal is to try to keep it sexy <laughs> and like change yeah. it up and all you have is yourself so how do you do that it's like it's an adventure for sure yeah I feel like for me it's changed over the years too you know because I think like probably we all started doing it at different ages but it is super mm-hmm. normal you know to start at a really young age and so that was totally my case but I definitely don't masturbate in the same way like as I've grown as I've had different experiences as I've maybe come across something that I find like oh that's a new turn on or something like that I start to incorporate it into you know my masturbation practice and that's why I, when I recently did a, a podcast episode I really connected with how masturbation is an art practice in the sense that artists, you know, of all kinds, musicians, you know, painters, anything, they will take inspiration from the world, right? Like go on a walk, maybe it's like a flower, maybe it's like a conversation that had whatever. And I feel that that's kind of what it is. Like we are exposed to the world and we develop different turn-ons, right? So like the thing that turns me on might not be the same thing that turns the two of you on, but you know, regardless, it's all valid, but we get to then incorporate that when we're by ourselves to turn us on psychologically and then maybe also physically and get to have this really creative practice that results in a lot of pleasure and maybe even a climax and an orgasm, right? So to me, it's like masturbation is completely art. Like there's no question. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm getting lost even just thinking about it. <laughs> I, said, I just wanted to name that. I just wanted to say that. I don't even, I don't know why. <laughs> the spirit of masturbation just like went through me. I don't know. <laughs> and that's funny that you say it changes so much. And I just have to tell you guys this because when, when you said, you know, how much it changes, like when you first start and like whatever age you're starting, I remember, I know this is one of the points you wanted to point on. So I'm going to share it now. Um, I remember starting 
to masturbate because I realized that it felt good, like over my clothes, like never bear, never touched my vulva bare with my hand, just didn't. I don't know why. And I remember I started masturbating with like stuffed animals. I would take a stuffed animal over top of my clothes. Yeah. No way. And, <laughs> ru- and, and rub it until I had an orgasm. Like, like it would be very quick. It wouldn't be like, it would be hurry up before like anyone comes in the room, like, cause you're young and you live with your family. And so it, yeah. that's how it started. And then I was like, well, this is like bull crap. Like this doesn't like, I can't do this forever. And I remember going into, I don't even know what age I was. Then I started to actually touch it bare. And then I was like, oh, I could stick things up there. And I was like, what can I stick up there? And I never want to use my fingers. So I was like, what can I stick up there? That's like a good size that won't hurt me, won't like infect me or anything. I would use makeup brushes. The ends of my makeup brushes. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I would clean, well, I'd clean them off with alcohol, make sure they were clean. And I would use makeup brushes. And then obviously when I got, yeah, Yeah. when I got, (laughs) when I got older, I realized, oh, I can buy a sex toy. So now it's like, you know, whatever, but it is, it's kind of funny and interesting how, as you get older, you learn more. And now I realize you could take all that together and also like make it a deeper connection, like touch everything. It's not just your genitals, like touch your body, touch your chest and just like a sensual touch you know and just oh make God. it a whole experience that's so important too um and i think a lot of men don't do that because it's just like a not i think and i'm using quotation marks here it's not a manly thing to do where it's mm-hmm. just like oh i don't even touch my body i just want to touch my dick all the time that's all that fucking yeah. matters yeah. um and I, so the thing that I get asked a lot, is just like, oh, you talk about having these really powerful orgasms and this beautiful masturbation session, like, what do you do? And I'm just like, bro, it's all immersive. Like, I don't even like touch my dick. Like it, that's probably the last thing that I do. Like I'm feeling my nipples, like everything about my body I've learned to get as a turn on. And that's taking years of practice though. So I think that a combination of like practicing for a really long time. And I say practice because for me, it's like a daily meditation. Um, and if you want to get better at something, you got to do it all the time, right? <laughs> it makes sense I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm always encouraging men to like be more sensual with your bodies. Like And sometimes too, like I'll take in like a lot of feminine energy because I'll like dance for myself and I'll put on like underwear for myself. It's like this turn on game for me. Um, And it it took a lot of unlearning this like hyper masculinity that I've always been instilled in. It's just like this like um, this like constant narrative that I would tell myself because it's all you learned as a young boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but I remember like masturbating really young all the time like I was masturbating in my bedroom like I got walked in by my brother I've been walked in by my dad a couple of times um in the showers like before homeroom all the time oh yeah. wow that's really funny I don't think I've ever been caught that I know of like I feel like maybe once like you know someone might have tried to come in and know what's going on and just like let me live without the embarrassment or something but like, I've never yeah. been caught, which is nice <laughs> If I ever been caught, oh my God, my soul would leave my body. I've never, I don't think, I don't think I have. I think I was so good at keeping it a secret. Like I did it at the right time. Like I knew my parents were in the other room at the very other end of the house. Like 
or I would do it like before shower on the floor because no one would come in if I'm about to shower. So I would just do it then because I'm like, no one's coming in. And I'll lay on the bathroom floor and get it on. <laughs> That's so funny. I never did it in the shower. I for me it was like a night like a nighttime thing, like right before bed. In like, bed. Going to sleep type of thing. But like I kind of like need it like I know like that's I'm gonna that's just what's gonna happen like I get to enjoy that before bed and kind of put myself to sleep that way yeah early mornings are really good for them to you know we yeah. guys get morning boners so you're just like oh it's like this thing that's awake so I'm just like oh. <laughs> I think I get morning boners too I'm, I'm way I'm way more aroused in the morning that's when I like to have sex is the morning or daytime like before four o'clock that's my favorite time to have sex anything after that like I do because that's sometimes the only time available, but I like daytime. I like, I don't know why. Because you yeah. like to see like my everything. energy. <laughs> huh? Everything's brighter. You like to see it all. Okay, I, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. I wonder if there's like, you know, maybe it's like per person or like there might be like, I don't know, like a hormone thing, but like, I do think that there's certain parts of the day where we do feel probably the most aroused, right? And I think for me, like oddly enough, it's like midday, like, be, but it's not like necessarily before 4 p.m., but it'll be like one or two would be perfect. But, you know, mm-hmm. so when I'm by myself and if I have a flexible schedule, that works. But um, that would be the ideal time to have sex, but oftentimes it doesn't work with the nine to five or if you have a nine to yeah, five. Yeah, I agree. That's true. But I feel also too, like during these times of COVID, I've gotten so much feedback where it's just like, oh, like it's so much more easier to like get in this time. And I'm just like, yeah, this is like a perfect time for you to really discover. Yeah. And then also too, like go for it. Like you're not meeting people and you got yourself. So you might as well turn into a party. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on my bed right now and right in front of me is my full length bearer. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. All right. So I just, so I have a full length mirror too, but it's not like facing my bed. But um, I think it was like a few weeks ago, I was like, I have a mirror. Why is it over there? Let's move it. And we moved it right in front. Why? So that is, I actually, have you ever read um, uh, Untrue by Wednesday Martin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love that. Love that book. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so apparently there was a study and women are actually very turned on by them looking at themselves in the mirror. So when people are having sex in a mirror, it's not because they like necessarily like what's going on with, the, and we're talking heterosexual sex, um, not necessarily what's going on with the guy, but they like looking at themselves in the mirror. Like they just think, we think we are just the sexiest thing. And I just think that's cool that that's even but that's what's going on that's why you like looking at yourself in the mirror yeah Yeah. what's your experience with looking at yourself Jess you know it's something newer um because I think because for me like masturbation was always something I did like at nighttime like when I knew like people are in bed like lower chances of getting caught and all that stuff (laughs) um I never like did in front of a mirror with the lights on or anything and also starting to have sex with like my boyfriend at the time we had to sneak around too, right? So like, I just never really had an experience of like seeing myself. But then Mm. I had a boyfriend who asked me like, hey, can you send me nudes? And this was like my early twenties. And I was like, I guess, sure, I'll do it. And I waited a long ass time. Like it'd be a week and then be like, oh, like, so where are those nudes? And I'm like, oh, you want it? Like, Like, I was so not in the frame of like, 
looking at myself in that way like I did think about it when I was with a partner like oh how must I look to them but because I never I never like even looked at myself in a mirror or anything like that um it, it wasn't something that came natural to me but the ones I started doing it for him he loved it but I think I started to see like wow like I really like looking at myself like this like yeah I, I, I look like that when I do that. Like it was so fascinating and really healing for me too, because growing up in a culture that is just so patriarchal and like always criticizing women and like all these pressures of like, you can't be too sexy, but you can't be approved. Like everyone's writing the rule for me that I'm like, wow, like I really get to explore and see like, how do I want to move when no one's watching? Like, how do I want to touch myself? How do I want to, like what turns me on? So that's something now that I've done like for many, many years and I love it. Um, and yeah, like now the mirror is like totally part of like the sex tool arsenal, but it didn't come natural to me. Yeah. I think that's so important you say that. And I think as like a gay man, I can relate to that. Um, <clears throat> being like being told what your sexiness is. Cause I, when I came out of the closet and I started doing the whole gay scene, if you didn't look like a particular type of gay, like you just weren't accepted. And that was being like very cis, very white, very muscular, very rich, um, like all these things. And like, I am definitely a person of color. I come from a working class family. Like we, we very much struggled. Um, and I just didn't think that I was sexy. Like I was just like, I don't look like these men who are being salivated after and like that's all you saw in like in media like if if there was a gay person on television I didn't see myself that was like some white boy and I was like and then for a really long time I just found myself wanting to either if I couldn't be that I wanted to be with it um and it took a really long time to unlearn that and one of the things that helped me was that was masturbation because I started looking at myself and validating my own like body image and saying oh, like my black, thick, curly Latino hair is beautiful. And like my big features are gorgeous and everything is proportional. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, I, I was like this really great, um, like eye-opening moment for me that I could be like, oh, I'm, I'm really hot too. And now that we live in like a social media, like technology age, like I fucking love watching myself. Like I'll take videos of myself just to keep for myself. Do you all do that too? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if, <laughs> just like, oh yeah. If it, like, if you're talking like nudes, yes. But like, I don't just take random videos for myself. But if I'm like naked, like, yeah. you know, taking pictures for yourself. And like, I actually did a challenge once where I was taking naked pictures posed or unposed not necessarily something that I would want to send to someone just for myself yeah and um you take them because when you sometimes when you take a picture of yourself or you look in the mirror and you think you might like look at all the, the you might critique yourself and then you look back at it a week a month however long after and you're like oh my gosh I I'm not even that bad I'm actually really cute yeah. So I did that and I was looking back and I would like hunch over like on purpose. Like they were really cute photos. Like, and my belly would be all rolled up. Like I'll ha have all the rolls. And I looked back at them like, I'm cute. Like, even though I have rolls, like, yeah. I love that. And well, it's just funny how your brain, it like takes a minute. And then when you look back, you're like, wow, I love myself. Mm-hmm. I think also too, it's really important is like, um, like being a person of color, like when you start seeing beauty in your own community, look, no, I'm sorry. When you start seeing the beauty in yourself, 
you start to see the beauty in your community so now I like I love Latino men like I love like I love Middle Eastern men like I'm attracted to things that I look like because I'm starting to believe in myself like oh yes you are like this gorgeous thing also too though like the idea that I know that I'm filming myself like totally gets me off (laughs) tell me more about that tell me more about it well, because well, it's tell like, me more, tell me more. Because it's like <laughs> I see mis- <laughs> I see myself in the mirror, and then I I blatantly know I have my whatever my iPhone or whatever like videoing me, so I can see myself like I have the camera flipped towards me, and I can see myself recording. So I'm like, yeah, you start to like you start to perform for the camera, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna knowing you're gonna watch this back later. You're like, what's gonna get me off the most? So you start doing that, like oh like I'm really into feet so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my feet up in the air and like rub them and like you know you have yeah. this moments with yourself and then you play it back and you're just like yeah that shit's hot yeah I love that so but, I encourage you both to do it yeah I think I'm gonna like pay more attention to that but as you said it it made me think of like what I tend to record like I've never once and it's not because I don't touch my vulva when I'm masturbating but I've never once even recorded my vulva specifically like maybe I have like it it'll show because of whatever I'm doing Hmm. but this I think goes back to like kind of what Mackenzie was saying which I did as well of I never thought about go anything going inside which is very pleasurable for me now (laughs) but in the beginning it really was like the way that I discovered masturbation was literally at this is gonna sound so funny through a wedgie like got a wedgie and so (laughs) that's great (laughs) Honestly, I think that's kind of, that doesn't sound far off. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm also, I'm also a girl and I, I understand that, but like when you're young and you just feel something, yeah. like it just is like, oh, yeah, like a light bulb. Totally. And it was like, yeah, I just kind of like rubbed the right way. And I'm like, okay. So, and so I never also never touched it with my bare hands. It was something that I would just like rub my underwear up against, mm. you know? And so it was always something that that's I did on the outside and also like you know once I started to get breasts like you know nipple play like in the rest of my body and so I think because my masturbation started as something that never directly touched my genitals and was in the dark and involved kind of the rest of my body when I feel myself like it's kind of like that like I'll focus like on my back or I'll focus on like movement like it's almost like what what turns me on is recording like a sense of aliveness more than like what something specifically looks like and it reminds me of how physical attraction is more than just visuals right because if we have a blindfold Mm. on which can be super hot like we're also going to be attracted to certain sensations and also like not attracted to others so it's like part of masturbation for me too is like it's a beautiful way to yes like have a better relationship with your body image but I think it's also a really good way of detaching from body image of like not needing to like if you're struggling with it and you're like oh like I can't get to that the hump over like not liking something I'm not ready to like fully love it you know that kind of like okay like let's put that to the side but still like how can we love on ourselves without needing to love or like how we look like and it's not because I personally don't like what I see like I do but I also like to pay attention to other parts of myself that are not just my body image because I think too, as a woman, like I, this affects every every person. I know, um, like how youth obsessed we are, mm. you know, and like anti aging and all that stuff. But I feel that like 
with men, we see so many more examples of like, you know, really hot men that like, you know, are looking older and handsome. And like, I totally agree. And we don't see that a lot with women. I think it's changing, but it's harder. And so it's like, right now I feel great about my body image and I want to feel that way as I get older. I don't know. I can't guarantee that. I can't predict it. And so I also want to start kind of like what you were saying, Ren, is this is a practice. It takes years of practice. So it's like, I want to put in the time now to love my body on a physical level without being attached to like liking what I look like. And that requires like feeling and like being turned on, I think. Yeah, I can totally rub one out and get an orgasm like without touching anything else. But when you spend the time to really like, it's almost like turning on the lights of the entire house. Like I'm going to take my time and like touch my leg and I'm going to whatever, you know, I, there's so much more that's actually on. So I'm going to have a better experience. It's going to be way more like bigger of a bang (laughs) if I do that than if I just like focus on one thing, if that makes sense. Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I totally feel it too. Um, no, that was like that was beautifully said. I feel like I can totally like co-sign everything, um, and it has, and and that's one of the things that I've really um, tried to. I think now in my practice, I, I think that's where I'm at, Jess. Where I'm just like, okay, like I don't I don't need to always be so cock focused. Um, and there's so many other things that I find pleasurable in my body, like my body hair, for example. But I think for men, I think men in general are much more visual, like not only that but also too like our sexual organs are external like we're able to like oh mm-hmm. shit there's a huge boner between my yeah. legs let's just play with this thing um and I've had conversations with other people that identify as female and it's like what's well, not as so visual for us because all of our we're so much more it, it, internal so it's like mm-hmm. you know and I remember having a conversation with a friend it's just like I'm not digging around in there to like see what's going on in there like I'm kind of playing over the surface and that's more of a turn on I was like oh yeah it makes total sense (laughs) um but I really want to start talking about like masturbation when in um with regards to like partners so I know Mackenzie you have you currently have a boyfriend correct Mm -hmm. yep and just you're you're flying solo but in in your partner days and, and, and the question goes for both of you like how has masturbation um it has masturbation played an important role in your sexual history and this pertains to like men like the, the men that you're having sexual encounters with do you want to go first Mackenzie yeah I can go first <laughs> okay now when you say do you mean masturbation alone and then how it plays into the relationship or do you mean masturbating like, with with a partner uh, I mean either masturbating with or masturbating them like maybe there's a mm-hmm. oh. maybe maybe there's a day where you come home from work and you're like listen I'm not fucking doing this just take care of yourself and like you you're having this interaction but ultimately they're responsible for their own pleasure yeah we are very we do that a lot so we're both very open with the idea of masturbating in front of each other match master masturbating whether it's just one of us because the other one doesn't want to do anything. Like I've watched him do it. He's watched me. Like we've done it next to each other, for each other. Like while we're having penetrator sex, like we're very, um, masturbation is a very big part of our like sex life. So, um, and especially like when we are, like if we are having penetrative sex, I have to touch my clit, which a lot of women do in order to have an orgasm. But that's I guess considered masturbation because I'm touching myself 
and whether I'm like touching my boobs or whatever. So yeah, masturbation is huge for us. And then when it comes to like, I guess a, me giving him a hand job, is that masturbation, I guess? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess that is. Um, yeah, so we do, we do all that. And to me, and I'm sure you guys would agree, that's all sex. Like, you know how everyone has this idea that sex is all penetrative. And that's not true. Anything is sex. Masturbation is sex. It's sex with yourself. So yeah, it's it plays a huge part in our um in our sex life and our like intimacy. So you, we're very you, open about that. Yeah, it sounds like you love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> that's hot. That was so hot. It's <laughs> like a really hot relationship. Yeah, like if I don't want to do it or I'm like being lazy or whatever, he'll just do it next to me. And I don't want to make it like uncomfortable and like. Oh, I guess put the mood down like I'll be next to him like watching TV like that's kind of unsexy so sometimes you have to try I try to make it as like in the mood for him as he can and like still get off even if I don't feel like it but yeah I let him do his thing and like he'll do it right in front of me so that's awesome, awesome. Mm. my experience has been mixed um I think like masturbating each other like my first boyfriend and I we were together five years so I was 17 until 22 and that was the first person that I had sex with and so um and we kind of like slowed our way into penetrative sex so a lot of our sex was like um you know him masturbating me well I guess that's what whatever like me giving him a hand job yeah fingering me and that kind of thing um not so much like in front of each other where we wouldn't touch like I think like that would happen but eventually like we would just kind of get more involved together I have had partners that have told me that their that their partners um didn't like it you know like they kind of asked me like hey like is this something okay because like my ex-girlfriend like would get offended or like didn't mm. like it or thought that like something mm. was wrong with her or their relationship so I guess that's something that like does happen because I have heard that enough times for me to think that but um, no, like when someone asked me that, I think it's really hot. Like to me, it's like the idea of someone doing that in front of me and then me kind of denying them, like, no, you can't touch me. Like just keep touching yeah. yourself is really hot. Oh yeah. Oh, like, sh shit, that is hot. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say that like, even though I do think that's hot, like it doesn't happen that many times. Like, I don't know why, like most of my partners, like will eventually just get too wrapped up and then like, we just end up having sex. Um, but yeah, it's something that I want right now. I think it's a great idea for COVID because it's like a really COVID safe thing to do. And mm -hmm. it's something that like I've wanted to like kind of experiment with during this time um, because I'm currently single. And so, but I'm also kind of experimenting with celibacy, which has been like a now a year of celibacy, which has been super interesting, but that doesn't, it's like, how do you define celibacy, right? Because I'm still masturbating. I was, so, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask you, because a lot of people, they like to them or, you know, the stories I've heard, cel celibacy is absolutely none of that. So you still masturbate. It's just not partnered sex. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like for me, the reason why I wanted to take time away from partnered sex is because I like what had been in a space for so long of like being sex positive and just like wanting to be with partners that you know as long as we were being safe and consensual like I had no reason like moralistically to say no and so I was very active and had like a bunch of partners and it was great 
but at the same time I was feeling like not very sexually fulfilled like and that's why I think it's important to talk about it all and talk about how like orgasms are great like don't get me wrong I love them <laughs> but that doesn't equate to like being satisfied sometimes like I can have sex with someone like, orgasm and be like oh why do I still feel like something's missing and so I felt like I kind of want to because I'm so sexual I kind of want to remove that just to see what would happen and it coincided with COVID like I had no idea like most of us that we were going to go through a pandemic and pretty much as soon as I told myself like I'm just going to hold off from that and build emotional intimacy with people and see if like that increases my satisfaction and my sexual like experiences COVID happened and so it was really because of that that I wanted to not have sex with other people. So masturbation for me always felt like there's no real reason to stop doing it. So, yeah. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> but I want to go back on, a, on something you said when you were talking about um, partners asking you if it was okay because they've had partners who didn't like it or who, who thought like something was wrong. Um, and I think that's so important because having been in this like solo sexual beta community, I've talked to a lot of straight guys and I'm talking straight like with uh, female partners who identify as straight, um, who enjoy masturbating with other men, uh, whether it's straight men, gay men, bisexual men, it's it's a very much like, a, it's a very much bro-y like brotherhood mentality where it's just like, I just wanna kick it with my boys and maybe we're watching the football game maybe our dicks are out it's not that big of a deal so Mike I'm curious to know what you all um think about that have you ever experienced dating a guy that was into like mutual masturbation with other men or have you heard of this what are your thoughts I have never ever heard any straight person be any straight man excuse me open to something like that and it, it I love it I wish not that I wish <laughs> But if, let me go back. If my boyfriend was open to that, I'd be like, yes, do your thing. Whatever will make you, whatever whatever will help you express the way you need to express and open up, do it. Do I think he would? No. But no, I, 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 feel, like I'm, I feel like I've heard that as a joke. Honestly, like, over, like more when I was younger, like where they call it um, a circle jerk. But they yeah. like joke about it, like, oh, so whatever the joke is. And they say yeah. circle jerk. But I never thought it was a real thing. And now that you're saying you spoke to people, that is amazing. And I love that so much. That is the coolest thing. Oh, yeah. It, it does sound super cool. And I feel like I always intuited that. Like, I remember asking my first boyfriend and even other guy friends, like, if that happened, only because... I mean, I honestly don't, I don't know if I saw it in a movie or what, like, but something gave me the idea that like that probably happens and, and they all denied it. So maybe like that was true for them, but I kind of felt like they had a sense of shame. And so I always kind of wondered like, well, maybe they're being honest or maybe they're just ashamed about it, but yeah. And I've never had another partner bring that up. I think like, yeah, normalizing that that happens like, and like being okay with it would be really great like I don't know but I I can see why people would hide it you know in general like very, there are very few things that are cultural that our culture generally okay is when it comes to sex so pretty much anything that falls outside of that is like deemed a little bit like questionable so true and there and I it, think uh mm -hmm. no you can go around I was gonna say it does happen more often than you think <laughs> 
like especially when boys are younger like I remember like being in high school and junior high and like it kind of being like a joke like oh like Johnny jerked off with Ben huh like that's gay or whatever but it it was something that was true but again it was so much shame because you're not supposed to play with your dick with other boys and but it's it's I think for me and when I've had conversations with these men it was never it it was really never sexual it was more out of curiosity like oh like who has the bigger dick and it was like this thing where all the boys would whip it out and be like oh yeah like you're hairier than he is and it was always like a playful innocent Mm -hmm. um kind of thing and then you know as you get older (laughs) you either go out of it or you don't or it kind of morphs into this other sexual experience but um was that your experience Ren? did you like have that when you were growing up with other boys yeah I I did I I I mean it was never my experience has always been like oh like show me yours and I'll show you mine kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and it was always like this like you're a young boy you're a young boy and you're kind of not able to have this sex so like you're kind of just exploring with yourself and then you're curiously asking your buddy like oh dude like have you ever jerked off like how did it feel and it becomes like this like oh yeah I do it all the time like how do you do it and it becomes like a um, a sign of mutual respect because like you're you're both these young boys and you're growing up in this sexual like hypersexual society and you're just like oh yeah like I'm going to bang so-and-so after I'm done or whatever. And you kind of um, keep this conversation going. Um, But it always was like a sex talk was always so prevalent among boys and talking about your dick was like no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense because I feel like people, you know, like kids, teenagers, like you also kind of want to know, right? Like the how to, and like, if you don't have that available to you or you're actively being like, told that it's wrong or whatever like who else are you gonna talk to like it's gonna be your friends I do remember one time um like being home after school and I was like a tchotchke kid no not a tchotchke a latchkey kid where it's like you just go home and their parents are gone for a couple of hours and I remember like a friend of mine bringing over like one of his dad's pornos and it was one of those things where you're like you're kind of sitting in bed and you're just like oh look at this chick and look at this or whatever and like you're kind of both like casually touching your like your dick or whatever and then like slowly but surely like someone just whips it out and then like unbeknownst to you you're just like oh that's that's um like it's okay since this person's doing it too so I'll just do it too you're not focusing on each other you're focusing on this porn in front of you but you're both masturbating together so a lot of the times like um straight men that I talk to now um they get off on that kind of like sexual energy where they're not necessarily bonding with each other but they're bonding through this masturbation in this shared space yeah and I feel like that makes sense like for people that might judge that or if I can think of like you know because you know we were saying how maybe some of these men especially straight men that have girlfriends that might judge that it's like thinking about when you go to like I don't know if you go to clubs or if you go to a party or if you go to like a festival or something, if that's your thing and like the lighting and the music and whatever, like the the energy of the people around you, it's kind of like maybe turning you on. Like, I feel like you can kind of see how the energy of others it doesn't mean that you want to get with them, but it's just like, that's just the vibe. Like that's the environment that you're swimming in. And it's kind of like allowing you to like get in touch with your like sense of aliveness and eroticism, even if you're not going to share it with the people around you, you know, so it's, that's one way to think about it 
Yeah. I think, I, I I think well, yeah, yeah. I think that really sucks how much shame that uh that a man can carry with that. And I think it comes from like um being gay is like this, you know, in this in their head is like this thing that they don't want to be seen as they don't want to be identified as gay whereas a girl like I feel I've never done this growing up but I hear a lot of girls they get their first kiss from a girlfriend because they're practicing or and that's never shame that's actually hot you know and you get older you mess around with girls it's hot but a guy doing it they're they're gay but in a bad in a bad way like you're you know all these names these bad names and they put shame on it but that and it kind of goes in the like anal play like straight men who like anal play it doesn't mean you're gay you, if you are then you then you are but if you're not if you say you're not like that feels good it's pleasurable it has nothing yeah. to do with your sexuality um so i just that really sucks that they can't you know do it without shame i remember talking to um a bro and he was um married with children and I remember him telling me um that he really enjoyed masturbating with his with his buddy and they even like exchanged mutual masturbation so they would jerk each other off and um he'd be like but I'm like as straight as they come and that doesn't make me gay whatsoever so like even and he told me like even if I had sex with a, a dude I still wouldn't be gay like I'd be straight like I'd be a straight man having sex with a gay guy <laughs> and I think I really I like I, I resonated with that because to me I'm the same way like I identify as being gay but if I were to have sex with a woman it wouldn't make me straight it would I would be a gay dude having sex with a, a woman so like yeah like there's always like these late like there's always this confusion or hesitation and putting labels and who you are as a person I'm just like it's just sex like you're just Can kind we just of like all fuck? Can we yeah. all fuck? who cares I don't care if you're gay or not fuck me oh I fucking love it it. no it's true but I like I enjoy um I enjoy straight porn like I love straight sex like I watch um so much straight porn and I really get off on it um but again I for me in those situations like yes I'm I'm being aroused by this other male in in my presence but more than anything in those situations, if I am jerking off with a straight man, it's it's turning me on that he's allowing himself to like mm. enjoy this moment. That's what's most arousing because I'm just like, like open, oh, openness of it. Yeah, like I I'm just like, that. oh, he's totally being a bro right now. Like no inhibitions, just kind of like bonding in this like space together and like really going for it. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> that is hot. I think so too. I'm, I'm turned on thinking about it. Same. <laughs> Same, because I'm thinking of like, I feel like now that I'm older and dating people that are also older and like have had more experience, like this is less of an occurrence. But when I was younger and I was dating guys that maybe still had a lot of that like internalized like homophobia or shame, um, you know, because it is this thing of like when women in, in general, like women being with other women is to be seen as hot and like men is like, being with other men isn't you know according to our culture um I always did have boyfriends ask me like oh like have you like ever kissed a girl have you ever been with a girl like in this exciting way and when I would ask that that in that very same way like because I think it's just exciting like if I think someone's really hot like 
I just think them being sexual is hot. So it's like, whether that's with me or like with themselves or with other people, like that's why would I find it not hot? And so I would come with that very same curiosity, like, oh, have you ever done anything with a guy before? Very few guys at the time would answer like, without being offended like oftentimes yeah. they'd be like how dare you even ask and I'm like yeah. oh, like <laughs> I'm sorry like I don't think that's a bad thing I'm not accusing you of anything I just like you know like we experiment with our sexuality how we get to know ourselves like sorry for asking like I don't know if that's like something you've noticed too but no it's true and I think I don't think that's ever going to change because I think as long as we continue this narrative of like be seeing gay people as bad like just uh, it's it, it's being gay is like essentially like demasculating who you are as, as a male and I'm just like I don't understand how that even came about like but you know I, it, we live in a culture where we're just raising other men to to think the same thing and it's just like when will it stop and I think it it comes with I see the change happening with us I very much see this the change happening with um uh gen z like Mm -hmm. all these new kids coming up like i see them on social media and they're they have i don't know man there's like a sexual awakening happening with them like there's there's so many things going on and i feel i have a lot of hope that they're gonna have like a major change in in the way that um sexuality is seen especially among men straight men yeah um yeah that's hot (laughs) so hot well it was such a pleasure talking to the both of you I love having these conversations and I'm I'm so happy that uh, I met you both during sex coach training I don't think it would have happened any other way I know I'm really glad and like to me it's like I and also like just to collaborate on future projects and like help each other in our practice and like for me it's like you know, you start getting clients and it's like, oh my God, like this person would be like great for Ren or this person would be great for Mackenzie. Like it's just a way of like continuing this work. Cause I do think it's like so important and so valuable. Yeah, I agree. agree. All right, I'm gonna do another quick shout out. All right, so thank you to Mackenzie. Thank you to Jess. You can find them both on Instagram. Uh, Mackenzie, what's your Instagram handle again? Sex Talk with Ken. And Jess, what's yours? Madre de Miel. Perfect. And then I'm Beastly Bader. You can find me on social media. Just type that in Google somewhere. You'll see some shit. <laughs> for, He's so for, hot. Uh, <laughs> you yes. both are so hot. Um, thank you so much for having this conversation about masturbation. It's beautiful. It's important. Everyone should do it. And Go play with yourself right now. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. So happy to be part of the conversation. Absolutely. And bros, I hope you enjoyed this or folks, whoever's listening to this and I will see you all on the next episode.